So before we start, you know, if you hear anything that sounds like financial or real estate advice, please go ahead and consult with your real estate experts. Praise God. So the topic for today is... The topic for today is... Thank you. Thank you. Okay. The topic for today is what to do when your down payment is not enough. Praise God. What to do when... What to do when your down payment is not enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you remember when P.D. was telling us about the woman at the well. And, you know, he said something that has stuck with me for like forever and it will stick forever. He said that it was Jacob's well. Jacob's well that she was there. She said, our father Jacob gave us this well. Are you greater than him? Praise God. And just at the back there before I came up, I just, you know, had an idea to actually count how many generations from between Jacob and Jesus. It was almost 40 generations. Almost 40 generations. So that means somebody begat, 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 almost 40 times. And this well was still standing. Praise God. Somebody said, I know who it is, but it wasn't a Christian, so I'm not going to mention their name. It said, they're not making any more land. Praise God. So everything you need for your real estate is already here. It is here already. Praise God. There's land everywhere. You know, sometimes you will see, they will say, oh, there's this 50 acres for sale in one place in northern Ontario. And it's like maybe 100K. Praise God. So we really, you know, have no excuse not to go into real estate. Praise God. Speaking about land, something about land is that things concerning real estate, we always appreciate in value. Praise God. So even if you say, okay, well, I don't, you know, have anything now. I just want to buy a piece of land somewhere, not in the GTA, somewhere close by. It will still appreciate. But the summary is we need to get in. Praise God. You need to get in as soon as you can. Today is the best day to get in. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. So let's go to Proverbs 13 verse 4. First things first. Proverbs 13, verse 4. And something about, you know, being a better version of yourself that we all have to remind ourselves is it all starts in the mind. It all starts in the mind. Those automatic, so as Peter always say, people that are in the secular circles, they will say, they have a term, they coin it. Automatic negative thoughts. Praise God. They keep coming to you, but we will know as believers that it is a battlefield of the mind and it's the enemy speaking those lies. Praise the Lord. And so whenever the enemy comes with lies and says that, well, um, it's not your kind of people that own real estate. You reply back with the word of God. I am the head. I am not the tail. Praise the Lord. Because some of us are saying, well, I still have bills to pay. I'm in debt. I'm thinking about how to go to school. I'm thinking about this. But God is saying, that is just excuses. Those are buts, but what? Or, you know, what if, what if, what if? Yes, but. Yes, but. Meaning you've canceled every other thing. And then you're staying in your comfort zone. The thing about growth is that you must be willing to break free for you to actually break free. You can't be comfortable where you are. You're just like chilled. Like you're not, not you. They're not going anywhere if they just remain chilled. That's why the Bible says, woe to those who are at ease in Zion. It means you can't move forward. You're not happy about progress. You just want to be there. So many people have stayed in that chilled zone 30 years down the line they are wondering what did i actually do with my life 
praise God. And as Speedy was saying to us um, last week, okay, scratch that. I know people that, you know, they're in their 60s and it's like, I, I don't really, I don't, no investment, nothing. No investment, nothing. Maybe because they didn't have, you know, someone to speak to them. But then again, ignorance is never an excuse. Ignorance is actually never an excuse. Never an excuse. Like I was saying on Friday, we are not those people that always sit down on Netflix and just keep watching stuff. There are intellectual conversations on Spotify, on YouTube, that you can plug to. Your mind will change radically. You believe that you can do anything. There are books you can read that will shift your mindset. Praise God. So we really have no excuse. So what to do when your down payment is not enough? Proverbs 13, verse 4. Um, please help us. It was there before, but they were like, you're talking too much. <laughs> the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Just a summary of everything I've been saying for the past couple of minutes. You must desire before you receive anything. So, there are some, um, so number one, I just have a few points here. And then if we have time, we may take questions if we have time. So the first, you know, the government is, during this period, you know, with the pandemic and everything, the government realized that a lot of people are struggling to, you know, maybe buy a house. And if you're on this, you know, Places where people talk about stuff like this. They say things like, well, millennials may never buy a house. This, this, this. And you see videos like that. And there's some other people that will come and say, well, me, I'm a millennial too. I live in my own house. I was frugal. I was this. I was that. But I'm there now. Praise God. We will get to being frugal. But the first things first, one of the things that you have to realize when you don't have, like if your down payment is not enough, there's something called um, first-time home buyer savings account that the government of Canada has. Should we shift the board? Okay. So, um, first-time home buyer's savings account that the government of Canada has um, put up for people to say, okay, if you're saying you want to save up for your home, we know that, you know, the taxes and blah, blah, blah. So, you can save 8K per year for up to five years. 40K is the limit, praise God. But in a year, you can't save more than 8K towards your home if you want to benefit from this tax-deductible option. So, tax-deductible, what that means is, after your income, so you earn... Um, 180,000 in a year, and you remove, stretch your mind, stretch your mind. Hey, I love it. <laughs> um, but okay, for today's illustration, we just leave it as <laughs> I know, right? You don't need to see. <laughs> We're getting there. So you remove, you know, this is your income. They calculate all your, you take all your deductions out. What that means is if they've taken all your deductions out and you still have 130,000 before they, you know, ask you for your tax, you can actually remove 8,000 from here and then they will ask you for tax on this and then this now becomes your bracket. Do we understand? So that's a very good option that people can um, use. 8,000 every year. And again, for you to save 8,000, it means you are disciplined. See? Before, <laughs> I'm trying to think very well so that it's not be like basketballs. But anybody who will really, really, really do anything and become financial, financially free, you have to sit down and think and be frugal. Like, you're not the one that will be buying every latest whatever. I'm sorry, I'm not against fashion, you know. I look good myself today. But, 
I'm not against fashion. But my own problem with a lot of people is that you spend so much on yourself, but you have nothing. You have nothing. You spend on yourself. You want to be the one carrying the latest this. You buy Yeezys. You carry Chanel. You do everything, but you don't have a house. You have no business buying Chanel or Yeezys if you don't have a house. I'm really sorry. Are you, you guys still love me, right? Stick to regular, you know, just... <laughs> stick to, like, stick to, no, like, stick to normal stuff, right? And then reward yourself as you increase and progress in life. Praise God. You can't just keep rewarding yourself for nothing. Praise God. Praise God. Some people... Not us. They've carried bags of 15K, but they are renting. How do, make it make sense. Make it make sense, please. Not people in this church, I know. But please, let's begin to reshift our mindset because a lot of people are trying to please the Joneses, and that's the reason why they're not moving forward. At 50, you're like, okay, so what have I been doing in debt, everything? But today, if you decide to just shift your mind and start something, then down the line, five years, ten years, you look back and you'll be grateful. Praise God. It's not a race. So everybody's situation is very unique. However, you must realize that you have to do something for yourself and for your future. A lot of people are one emergency away from being broke. That's what the statistics tell us. And if you, I don't, I, I didn't think about this, but there are a lot of people that are like in their 50s, 60s, they're not financially free. And there are also people like us who know that they can retire comfortable and in peace. Praise God. So that's the first thing. So you can do 1,000 in a year, okay? Praise God. Another thing you can do is, so people save up money, you know, and um, savings, Pastor Matthew would say savings is shavings account because they'll come and say, oh, you're getting 2% increase. 2% is, in the investing world, 2% is really nothing. Praise God. As, um, what do you call it? These stocks, I think you call it S&P 500, I don't know. But at least you can do like 7% when things were still normal. Praise God. Still now, right? And if you also delve into insurance, which I encourage every single person to do, go back and listen to PL's messages on life class. You'll be blessed. Praise God. So there's really no money, no reason for you to keep your money in a savings account. If you feel like you want to put money in a savings account, let it be maybe your emergency fund, right? And then like it's liquid cash that you can always use for whatever you want to do. Even with that... There are apps now, Quest Trade, Wealth Simple, that your emergency fund, you invest it in stocks, and when you have an emergency, you liquidate it. Praise God. So, what you can do, another thing you can do if your down payment is not enough, is invest in stocks, bonds, whatever. Okay, so don't just leave the money in a savings account and just let it be, you know, roasting there. And this was, this number two was a technique that the Holy Spirit taught myself and my husband. He said, This money they're just keeping there. Go and invest it. When you need it, you can now withdraw it. And so we did that one time. We gained a lot of money. And then it was when, um, before the market crashed, and the Holy Spirit just laid on our hearts that, just withdraw this money now. And it was a few weeks after that, that everything just started going down. So again, we're talking about investing and all, you know, developing your mind. You need to involve the Holy Spirit in all of all this. Because the Holy Spirit wants you to prosper. He knows the best way for you to prosper. If you involve him, he will show you what to do. Praise God. Somebody was sharing with me recently, and she was just saying that, well, there's this lady, she had like, you know, 60 or 70K in her bank account. The money was just there, chilling. I'm like, ah, me, I, I don't know, as of today, you know, if I have 60 or 70K, I know what I can use the money for. It is also, and it's not going to be buying a bag, by the way. Yeah. Praise God. 
And the worst part about that situation was that her husband didn't even know she had that money. Her husband did not know she had that money. So for, you know, for those of us that are married or, you know, we desire to marry, you know, transparency is very important. Now, it's, I didn't say joint account, even though I do joint account with my husband, but I'm just saying transparency is important. Praise God. Okay, so another thing you can do is, so number one, there's FHSA that you can take advantage of. Number two, invest in stocks and bond with the money, and then when you're ready to buy your house, you liquidate and use your money. It will have increased for you. Praise God. Another thing you can do is a pre-construction investment. And the reason why pre-construction is good is because your payment is a little bit more staggered. Praise God. So they may say, um, this house is a condominium complex in North Mississauga, by the way. Maybe in Milton. In what? Grand Valley. Okay. <laughs> a pre-construction in Grand Valley. Maybe it costs 150 k for like a condo. Right? One bed, one bath, or... What? Decent, yeah. One bed, one bath, you know. And they say you pay $5,000 on signing. So that means you must be somebody that has been thinking before for you to have 5K on signing. So they'll say bring 5K on signing, then they'll give you a payment method. So some of them will say you pay up to, you know, 10%. Some of them will actually take 20% as well, depending on the builder, right? But they'll say if this house is 150K, 10% of that is 15K, right? 20% is 30K. And they give you a term, maybe one year or two years or even three years, depending on when the closing of the property is, for you to pay. Praise God. So you have time to, you know, begin to think, to do like extra whatever it is you need to do so that you can get that money complete and you know that this is your house. Praise God. Another thing with pre-construction is the fact that you don't need to be pre-approved for a mortgage at that time when you're signing. Praise God. Is at closing, you can now determine that, okay, now I need this money to close and I need to fix whatever and go and look for a lender to, you know, give me the remaining 80 to 90% or whatever it is. Praise God. Praise God. So there's always something that we can do. A good thing also about pre-construction is that you're the first person living in that house. Everything is new and whatnot. Disadvantages, sometimes the builders can shift the dates. We're talking about that. The builders can shift the dates, okay? Sometimes they might lose the whole... Um, is investing. Investing involves risks. Like you must have a heart that is willing to, you know, take a risk and know how much risk you can take. Know how much risk you can take. Me, I can take any risk. My husband will be like, ah, let's just, you know, make it balanced. And if you tell me now that I'm ready. <laughs> Praise God. So another thing with pre-constructions is you might be, like they might lose the investment, but usually the law covers the person that you get your deposit back. Praise God. But then again, that's like appreciation you could have had in like two years, three years. Or you could have used your money for something else. Praise God. Again, involving the Holy Spirit. Another thing you can do, which is very important, which is like the foundation of everything really, is to be frugal. Let's live within our means. Praise God. We're not trying to impress anybody. The Joneses are living in their own house. Praise God. Yes, the Joneses are living in their own house. You live in your own. Praise God. Because we're saying, oh, we want to impress this person. We want to impress that person. Oh, this, oh, that. Some people don't repeat clothes. They don't because they just want to. Nobody even, like, nobody cares. I'm so sorry. Like, nobody really cares. Praise God. What people care about and what you should care about is results. Your future, your destiny, and your generations yet unborn. 
Praise God. So being frugal is the bedrock. It's not even number four. It's like the foundation of everything. Like being frugal is the big... And frugality does not mean suffering, even though it may involve some suffering. However, being frugal means you're able to count the cost. You're able to know what you are planning towards. Praise God. Peter has been teaching us on zero budget. If you want to be frugal, you have to have a zero budget because you need, you need to know. And if for those of us who listen to Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey will say things like, you are trying to pay off debt. You are going out to eat in restaurants. The only restaurant you should see is your house. And people who listen to Dave Ramsey, he will say, eat rice and beans. Rice and beans is cheap. Even though rice, bag of rice now is, it has really doubled, if not tripled in, pri in price. Praise God. But he will say that, Eat rice, eat beans. Those are cheap food. That's not when you're looking for dragon fruit to be eating for your lunch, for your meal prep. One dragon fruit is like $2. By the time you cut it, it's not even up to three servings of fruit. Praise God. You eat. Another thing a lot of people talk about is Starbucks, the mermaid coffee. Praise God. I didn't know it was mermaid until one day. My husband was like, look at that thing. I was like, eh, mermaid. Wow. I don't really go there anyway. So it's not as if, like, maybe, I haven't even been there this year. So I'm not really a, you know, I prefer to drink green tea. I will buy organic green tea and I will drink it in my house. Praise God. So Starbucks, one cup of coffee at Starbucks, maybe $5. Sandwich, like $13. It's $7. Okay, $7. They've corrected me, it's more. Okay, so $7 for grande. And then you don't want to just drink coffee. You want to add sandwich. That's like $13 already. It's now 15 Ah. <laughs> so this is every weekday. $22 every weekday plus tax. So let's just round it up to $25 every weekday. You can drink Starbucks or you can drink Tim Hortons or McDonald's. Okay, nothing wrong with that. However, if you have a goal, you need to start beginning to think about how to cut down, cut down on stuff like this. If you buy a DeLonghi machine, coffee machine, how much is this? Maybe 500. You're like, ah, it's too extra. I don't need that. Buy Keurig. What? Oh, you can buy a French press. You can talk to BJ after. She knows about coffee. She will help you. <laughs> she will help you. Praise God. But that's not when you go to be, you'll be going to Starbucks every day. Every day, $25, and you want to buy a house. Even Tim Hortons every day. Breakfast combo is $10. Praise God. Okay, praise God. Okay, 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 brothers and sisters, let's come back. Let's come back. Praise God, let's come back. My time is going. <laughs> Everybody is serving one another. But my point is, if you're trying to be frugal, if you are trying to achieve something like saving up for a house, you really need to check all these things. Subscriptions. Subscriptions. Netflix. How much is Netflix? Now almost $20, right? I don't know what. <laughs> Wives are serving their husbands. Okay, okay, okay. Subscriptions. You also need to be careful about subscriptions because these are things that gradually take your money. Praise God. Especially if, you, if you've but your house, you know, of course, there should always be an investment and financial goal you're working towards at every given time. So because you bought your house now does not mean you should now sit down and it's like, okay, I'm done. No, there's something you're doing, investing to ensure that you live 
a life that you really enjoy. I listened to one of my mentors and she said something. She said, because you moved abroad doesn't mean that the things you ordinarily would have had in Nigeria, where I am coming from, you now cancel it and say, okay, now I'm abroad. I can't afford a chef or a driver. If I'm in Nigeria, I will have a chef. I will have a driver. I will have somebody helping me out, right? And so now I've moved here. Everything is, you know, you're paying somebody per hour and all that. I shouldn't reduce myself and say, oh, I'm going to do this. You're stressing your body. Praise God. You're stressing your body. If you can afford to get somebody to do those things for you, get them to do it for you. They'll be happy. You're paying money to somebody. Praise God. But you cannot pay somebody to help you if you've wasted all your money on Starbucks. So being frugal, okay? We've removed <laughs> Number four, help others who are moving to their home. Help others who are moving to their home. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1. These are things that you can practically do while you're waiting for your down payment to be complete. Praise God. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Sowing. There's somebody I know is listening here. Every time you say, I'm moving to a new place, or I'm renting, I'm moving somewhere, it will always offer to help you move. Always. To the glory of God, they are living in their own house now. Praise God. Praise God. People are moving to their house. Do something. Help them. Like when I have friends that move to a new place or whatever, I always buy them a gift. Or I give you a gift card. You know, something. Just something like, okay, welcome to your new house kind of thing. Praise God. Verse 6. Sorry, not verse 6. Number 5. Renew your mind, which we kind of touched on. Renew your mind. Proverbs 23, verse 7. Proverbs 23, verse 7. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Praise God. Can we have that scripture? As you think in your heart, so you are. Praise the Lord. If you think it's not possible, it will not be possible. If you think, ah, buying a house is only for people that have combined income. Me, I'm just here, a single Pringle. Maybe there's really no... I'm just a single, <laughs> I'm just a single Pringle. Perhaps, maybe, don't wait for any woman or don't wait for any man. Anything, let whoever it is that you're going to marry, meet you at your best version. Praise God. Don't say, oh, I'm just waiting for a man to come. When the man comes, maybe he will be a rich man. You to be a rich woman. Be a rich woman. Collide with a rich man, billionaire couple. Hallelujah. So this scripture says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. It all starts from your mind. The devil will always come. Always come. Because when you're being frugal, there are days that you'll be tired. There are days that you say, I'm very tired. And as Peter has taught us, have money for yourself to reward yourself for keeping to your budget. Praise God. That really helps because that's a reward system. It gives you that dopamine. Does it make you feel like you're suffering and you're more, you're more excited to continue with the process? Because being frugal sometimes can be very, you know, very tough on your lifestyle and whatnot. Praise God. Another thing we also have to be careful. Studies have shown that when people's incomes increase, their expenses also increase. Because you will feel like, oh, I used to earn 180000 Now I've come to two fifty. We're not talking about, okay, I'm taking home 180000 right, after taxes and whatnot. Now I'm taking home 250000 Studies have shown that your expenses for most people will actually increase. People who also win the lottery, because sometimes we're like, let me just win this lottery, I'm going to change my life. You will not. Because that's not what you need. Yes, not even years. Not even years. Days for some people, months 
within that year, studies have shown a lot of people win lotteries, they end up broke. Studies have shown this, they've researched it. There was only one guy, praise God, the guy who won, I think he was the first guy to win. It was, it was the U.S. version. It was the U.S. version. The first guy to win a million dollars. He worked in the IRS. Okay? okay? So he knew about taxes and everything. So after he paid off his tax, he was the only person that was still being frugal. He used his own money well. He did everything right. Well, a lot of people, they just blew the money. Ah, I've arrived. Hey, today is my day. I'm going to Hermes store. And you just go and, you know, insert 100K, gone. Ah, I still have 900K. I still have 900K. You do that one. Ah, I've always wanted to go on a yacht. I've always wanted to, you know, just cruise on the French Riviera and just, you know, enjoy my life eating cheese and another 80K is gone. Before you know it. So it's not money that is the issue. It's the mindset. Praise God. It's not money that is the issue. So renew your mind. Always renew your mind because as you think in your heart, so you are. Praise God. You want to buy a house? Believe it is possible. My down payment is not complete now. However, I'm going to buy this house. God will help me. God has helped me. I will do the things that I need to do. Praise God. Number, seven, number six, continue to build God's own house. Praise God. Continue to build God's own house. Continue to build God's own house. Speedy was saying to us last week at the life class that somebody said, I will not, the church will not be more beautiful than, the, my own house will not be more beautiful than the church of God. You know, that's a pledge or a covenant somebody said. That's their own, you know, thing. But continue to build God's own house. As you're waiting to buy your own house, look at David. David said, everything you need, I'm going to supply it. Even though I'm not the one going to build this house, I will supply everything. Everything is supplied it in in excess. Praise God. So as you're waiting for your own down payments, continue to build God's own house. Don't be angry at God. Don't be angry at God because when you were buying that bag, God did not ask you to buy it. He didn't ask you to buy it. He said, but there is insert nice brand that is also real leather that you could have gone for. Even winners, okay, winners, they have nice real leather that you can buy. Praise God. And it's not even for less than $100, you'll find a nice leather bag. Depending on the size, too, it might be a little bit. But, like, Winners has, like, some bags that are real leather that, you know, it will last you. You will look chic. You will look nice. And you'll be all right. And even the Joneses will be proud of you. <laughs> Hebrews 6, verse 10. So, you're keeping up with the Joneses. is just a terminology people say when you're trying to impress people. Oh, I'm the one wearing the Air Jordans. I'm the one... Oh. The owners of Air Jordans, they are cashing out on you. They are cashing out on people's stupidity. T.D. Jake said at IGOC last year, he said, if you really like that brand, buy a share in it. Buy a share in it, then you own a part of it. So as people are going around buying it, you too, you're getting some of it. Praise God. What? You look like, ah, you're helping me, you're feeding me. You're feeding my generations. Continue to buy. As I said, nothing wrong with having nice things. But we need to be thinking. Praise God. Hebrews 6 verse 10. Hebrews 6 verse 10. It just says that God will not forget your labor of love. That's what that scripture says. That God will not forget your labor of love. So as you're building God's house, you're having currency in a realm that is transferable. Praise God. 
Because whatever you invest into heavenly accounts, the Bible says moth and rust cannot corrupt it. So on the day you need it, God will show up for you. On the day you need it, God will show up for you. On the day you need the wisdom on what to do, God will remember your labor of love and say, yes, this is what you should do. That is why for, because sometimes it feels like, you know, some people have more wisdom than other people. It's sacrifice. It is because of sacrifice. Sacrifice translates to wisdom. That's why sometimes some people will say, oh, God just said I should do this. I did it and everybody was like, wow, how did you even know? It's wisdom based on sacrifice. Hallelujah. But God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and you do minister. That means it's continuing. Praise God. Okay, my time is up now. Um, so these are the six points. While you wait for your down payment to be complete, praise God, FHSA loan. Please go back and listen to this um, teaching or sermon again. Invest in stocks. Don't just keep your money in savings account and let it just be sliding off. Pre-construction is a good idea. Help other people who are moving to their own homes. Renew your mind. Also a foundation, to be honest, because without this, you can't really achieve anything. Number six, continue to build God's house. Um, okay, we just have to stop here. Can I take... Does anybody have any question? Any question? Online. Can you help us check the chat if there's somebody online who has a question as well? You DM me. Okay. DM is open to only KICC members. Though. Yes. All right. Father, we ask that you bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much Hallelujah. for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at KICCCanada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you're a champion. God bless you.